Hello and welcome to Apartment 29A. I'm Shosh. And I'm Megan. And we're two best friends who have a lot to say. This week, we're going to talk about the podcast Meet Cute, the book The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. We're going to talk about staycations and exhibit planning. And all the while, we are going to drink sweet honeydew tea by Stash. What do you think, Shosh? I like it. I really like the smell of the tea bag. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it's ridiculously good. It's very, it's a lot more mellow once you actually make it into tea. Still smells good, but just not the overwhelming goodness of the tea bag. And yeah, I like it. I added a little bit of extra sugar. Before I added a little extra, I kind of was getting, I did get the honeydew flavor, but I was also getting a bit of cucumber. And then after I added the sugar, I mean, obviously it sweetened it up a bit, but in the sense that it made it taste more like a riper honeydew and I lost the cucumber. And I think I, I think I prefer that actually, like it wasn't bad before, but I think I, I like this. It's sweeter a bit better. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. How about you? Same. It smells so good in the tea bag, assuming so that you good. liked the smell of honeydew melons. So it just smells like a, a very ripe, good, like a honeydew melon that you want to cut open and eat right away. Yeah, immediately. And then, <laughs> yeah. And then when I first brewed the bag, it I mean, it smelled okay, but it to me, it was like very green tea in your face, like super green tea with a, a bit of cucumber at the end and something sweet, probably honeydew kind of in the middle. Um, but I had no, I had no sugar or anything. I just, I always try all teas, um, just plain. Um, do you still call that black? I mean, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, mm. how do you call that? Like, <laughs> I, I think plain works. I yeah. don't know. Um, and then I added, um, a scoop of honey. And as it's cooled down just a little bit, because it tells you to brew it to, I think, between 170 and 180. So I did 180. Um, but as it cools down, the flavor is actually coming out a bit more. So I wonder, it does say, like, this would be a good one to do iced. And I wonder if maybe that's very true. I bet it would be really good because it feels kind of refreshing a little, which doesn't really mesh that well with a hot tea. I mean, to say a hot tea is refreshing doesn't really, you know, doesn't really work. Right. But it has <laughs> that flavor that makes you think sort of like summer and refreshing. So I think if you iced it, it would actually would be really good. Yeah. I definitely think I'm going to save some of these tea bags to do just that with. Maybe we should do it iced on one of our other podcasts Ooh, we did do yeah. that with one of our other teas I don't remember which one but we did try it hot and cold so maybe this is one we should review cold as well yeah so let us know if you want us to do that and uh, we both most definitely will well let me tell you about meet cute uh, this is a podcast that I found simply by searching through apple podcasts uh, and if you listen to enough Apple podcasts, um, it seems like Apple starts to suggest categories of uh, podcasts to you based on your previous listening. And you will be unsurprised to hear that like romantic comedies was all of a sudden a 
category of podcasts, which I didn't know that category existed, but I'm not surprised that Apple's like, mm, upon listening to what you, you might like, like these. <laughs> you might like these. And so this one caught my attention because the, um, well, because of the title, Meet Cute, but then also because as I looked at them, there were short podcasts. Uh, um, so it seems like they're all 15 to 20 minutes uh, and they're like little skits of romantic comedies, essentially. Uh, so I found one that looked, it was like the start of a series they were doing. Um, and sent it to Shosh and was like, I have no idea if this is going to be any good, but all of the <laughs> indicators uh, are thumbs up. So let's try it. What did you think, Shosh? Well, I love the name. It's like the cutest podcast name ever, Meet Cute. And I love the idea of these little tiny mini sort of stories. And so we listened to Extracurricular Part 1, and there are several parts. So. I don't know if it's the continued story of the same characters or if they're all different. I mean, within each little, you know, corresponding um, thing. So like all the extracurricular ones, I don't know if they're the same characters or different because we only listened to the first one, but I liked it. I wouldn't say I loved it. It was it was cute and there were parts of it that were I don't know that you could sort of identify with or like and you know like they were trying to get extracurriculars for school and like there were some funny little there was like a, I don't remember exactly what it was but one of them was like a Vanderbilt and they kind of like made fun of that a few times and that was like humorous a bit but I didn't necessarily love the like narrators really and I don't know if it's always the same people or not Again, I didn't like hate it. I just, you know, they didn't quite win me over in that one little um, podcast segment. So, I mean, I would be willing to listen to another one, but based off just one single one, I don't know that I would subscribe and be like, I have to listen to these all the time. But I do really, really love the idea of it. So I would kind of like to maybe listen to another one. Because especially if the narrators were different, then even if it was just between segments, like maybe all the extracurricular ones are all the same, but maybe I would like, you know, one of the other little storylines. So again, I didn't hate the narrators by any means. They just didn't grab me, if that makes sense. So especially if they were different, I could see really getting behind it because they, it was like, a, it's like such a cute idea to have like this sort of baby mini love story rom-com so I don't know yeah what did you think so I felt very similar to what you are speaking to it took me a minute to like get into it because there's very little introduction I feel a little like they just need a higher production value mm, so yeah you know, in the episode it starts in essentially the advisor's office and someone knocks and then comes in and it really felt like there were two people trying to do the voices of three people and this is what the knocking kind of sounded like that's me knocking on the table in front of me <laughs> and that was basically it <laughs> now they could could convince me that that's not what they did but it'd be very hard and i'm pretty sure that like iMovie has a knocking sound 
So you could have just like super like so easily gave yourself 30 seconds if even that to like pause and then to insert a knocking sound that is free and already there and like just so it's like little tiny production things that I was like I think you could do that and it would just elevate the story and help your listener really get into it so I felt almost like this was a show that was like a pilot episode where in you know the understanding that I have of pilot episodes which is very layman's terms but is like you're doing it all on a very inexpensive budget and hoping that that's good enough and then when the the show is actually greenlit then you actually get money and everything looks a little more polished so some of that can be attractive to not have that polish but I wanted just that little extra level of polish that I think can be done without spending any money at all. It might just be a little bit more time. So, yeah, but then, I think you, you yeah. might be onto something there. I think that might be part of my, my, I don't want to say issue, but, mm-hmm. you know, part of what made me just think it was okay and not like, this is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I thought the writing was very cute. I thought it was really like it, I was anticipating it being almost the, like, for, like, just the meet cute, like, just where they literally met, because you only have 15 minutes, so I was anticipating, you know, just where, like, again, just the meeting, knew my dryer would do that, Um, I was anticipating just the meeting, but we actually got, like, a full story, it was 15 minutes, it was, like, a short story of how they met, how they you know, in a kind of romantic comedy way, didn't really like each other and, or one liked one of them and the other was like, really, please leave me alone. Um, And then they pushed through that and then it was super cute at the end. Uh, So you got a whole story arc in 15 minutes, which I thought was fairly impressive and wasn't what I was expecting. Uh, But again, just some of the production value of it, I was like, you could it would still be free. It wouldn't cost you anything more to up your production value. Just a teeny tiny amount. Yeah, I agree. I wasn't, I'm not sure what I was expecting because I haven't really listened to something like that, you know, for a podcast before, but I think I was expecting more like what you were thinking, not necessarily sort of a full story. So I thought they had done a pretty good job in that respect I do kind of wish there had been an intro though because there was basically no introduction like you were saying it was like straight into it so I do sort of wish maybe there had been like a quick 30 seconds kind of welcome to the podcast this is what the story is or you know Mm -hmm. what we're gonna you know here today type thing just to sort of set it up because it did Mm -hmm. feel a little abrupt and kind of just like all of a sudden it was going and you're like wait what's happening so I think that would have maybe helped a little bit too but I think that again goes to the production value like what you're saying that's not even you know going to cost you anything or make a big difference that's just somebody taking 30 seconds to sort of set up the scene Mm -hmm. and kind of like introduce you to what's going to happen so 
I don't know how new this podcast is. I'm not sure how many episodes are out. I mean, there's definitely several of these extracurricular ones, but I mean, still, I don't know how often they're coming out. So, I mean, it could have been out for a few months and they could do several episodes a week. We have no idea, but I feel like it does have a lot of potential. So if it is new, maybe like if we were to either keep listening or go back to it like a year from now, maybe it would be, you know, much more developed. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, I think I like that idea of either them introducing the sketch or at the end doing like verbal credits because someone had to have written it and I'm sure it's all in the show notes. Um, But, you know, as someone who's coming to my podcast for an auditory experience, I don't want to have to read the show notes as much as possible. I want you right. to tell me so give yourself credit who are you who are the actors like make something of it so that it, you could submit it and someone could be like oh that Sean is great they were boys so I just chose a boy name I don't know if either of them are actually named Sean <laughs> they could be yeah but we don't know because there weren't credits right <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you're right. I didn't actually look very closely at the show notes, so there's probably some information there, but I agree that also would be nice. I I mean, I kind of wish they would do both, maybe introduce the scene and then at the end, because, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't have to listen to those kind of credits if you don't want to. Right. But if, you know, not only would it just be sort of like a nice way to sort of end and let you know this is finished because I mean obviously the story wrapped up so you know it's the end in that respect but the same way that it just jumped in it also was just like done yeah so I don't know yeah that would help I think a lot but so if I was giving it a star rating I think I would give it like four stars I think that's fair there's because again there's nothing like actually wrong with it it's like I said a great idea they did a really good job fitting kind of I mean obviously it was very short and to the point but they did a very good job fitting a whole story into you know 15 minutes or whatever you know so there were like definitely good aspects of it Mm -hmm. it just wasn't excellent yet yep exactly do you want to tell us about the love hypothesis sure so the love hypothesis is a book by Allie Hazelwood the Goodreads description says, as a third-year PhD candidate, Olive Smith doesn't believe in lasting romantic relationships, but her best friend does. And that's what's got her into this situation. Convincing on that Olive is dating and well on her way to happily ever after was always going to take more than hand-wavy Jedi mind tricks. Scientists require proof. So, like any self-respecting biologist, Olive panics and kisses the first man she sees. That man is none other than Adam Carlson, a young hotshot professor and a well-known ass. Which is why Olive is positively floored when Stanford's reigning lab tyrant agrees to keep her charade a secret and be her fake boyfriend. But when a big science conference goes haywire, putting Olive's career on the Bunsen burner, Adam surprises her again with his unyielding support and even more unyielding six-pack abs. Suddenly, their little experiment feels 
dangerously close to combustion, and Olive discovers that the only thing more complicated than a hypothesis on love is putting her own heart under the microscope. I don't even know where to start. It's so good. I it's just said so five good. stars. I couldn't put it down. <laughs> it's true. So we were looking for a book to read, and Megan said she wanted a romance, which I'm always on board for. And this had been on my list for a while. And honestly, I must have read the description at some point, unless I just saw it all over Bookstagram and thought the cover looked cute. But I feel like I must have read the description, but I didn't remember it. I just knew it had been on my list for a long time. And I was like, oh, let's read this. It's supposed to be really good. And I'm so glad we did. It was really, really good. It was so cute. We literally couldn't stop reading it. We kind of put other stuff on hold, not even on purpose. It's just- <laughs> Well, it was we, kind of on purpose. I literally said, what if we put these other books on hold and just read this book? Yeah, but see, I thought you were joking, but then I, I didn't want to- Ish. <laughs> ish, yeah. But then I didn't want to stop reading and I was like, well, she did say, so I think she was joking, but she won't be mad. Nope. <laughs> so yeah, we we just basically kept reading. So we probably could have finished it faster if we had ignored some of our other books sooner. <laughs> but I mean, I think it only know. still took us maybe three days to read. Oh yeah, that's true. It was pretty fast. <laughs> but it was so cute. Every chapter starts with a hypothesis, which oh, I so loved. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the characters. I I mean, I'm kind of a sucker for this sort of story anyways. You know, the like fake boyfriend type thing, fake couple, whatever it is. And uh, it was just, it was so good. It was so good. And I really loved that it was all nerdy because we love science. So mm -hmm. like starting a chapter with a hypothesis and like being in the lab. And then, you know, you heard it even in the description when she was talking about like, you know, the Bunsen burner and combustion mm -hmm. and stuff. So just all the little sciencey bits just made it, I don't know, really fun. And, and, it, and also that gave it a little bit different feel than a lot of the normal sort of romances and stories that you would get, which I also appreciated because a lot of them kind of end up being the same. Doesn't mean I don't love them still and don't read them, right. but it was nice to have like that, have something to sort of set it apart. So I really enjoyed it. This was my first read by Allie Hazelwood, but I definitely would like to read more from her. I would too. I think Allie Hazelwood currently has made a name for herself by having all of her romances be STEM related. So science, technology, engineering, or math. And uh, obviously that's going to include some women in STEM because she is a woman in the STEM field. <laughs> uh, so I think she writes in part from her own experience. And then uh, she has done a very nice job of taking uh, typical romance tropes and adding them into the STEM uh, field and I loved it. I loved it too. I can't wait to read more. Mm -hmm. so, so she only has some novellas out but there is a second book coming I think soon right? Yes so the next book that we know about is called Love on the Brain. It is set to come out August 23rd. And this one says, let's see, like an avenging purple-haired Jedi bringing balance to the mansplained universe, B 
with a last name I'm not going to try and pronounce, lives by a simple code, what would Marie Curie do? And it goes on from there. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but. Yeah, but that's all we need because I already want to read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, that's all we need. Yes. That was enough. Yeah, That was enough and I'm sold. So we'll be reading that when it comes out. Yeah. Stay tuned for that review. Yes. There's a whole category now, I guess, called Steminist Rom-Coms. Really? Yep. Wow. I did not know that was a thing, but yeah. I like it. Me too. I kind of now want to like Google Steminist Rom-Coms and see who else comes yeah. up. <laughs> no, I was honestly just thinking that. I was like, how did I not know this is a thing? I want to, I want to find out what's going on here. Are there lots of Steminist romance novels? I don't know. We are going to find it. So I don't know what else to say about this book, really. Characters are developed well. I believed everything throughout. I will say, like, there is a, like, a very part at the very end that was very cute and fully on genre, I guess I would say. Um, It is what you kind of expected of characters in that situation but I still wish it had been handled ever so slightly differently and so I was like "Mm, I feel like that was an opportunity for a little bit of change but it's okay that you stuck with what was expected. I had that same feeling like it didn't ruin the book for me but I at the same point kind of just didn't felt like it didn't fit the character like not the aim of it you know for I don't think this is like really giving anything away but like for him to kind of be protective and kind of show loyalty to a certain person and those kinds of things like so the feelings behind what was happening I felt like that was on character and totally fine but just the way that it was handled I didn't quite feel like it fit the character and I was the same as you I kind of wish that maybe that just ever so slightly could have been different in that one sort of scene but for them even still like I said it did not ruin the book I I very much enjoyed it Agreed. Yep. So five stars. Yeah, I would say five five stars (laughs) for sure. Especially if you want an easy read. I mean, we, like I said, we flew through this. We both just didn't want to put it down. So if you're just looking for a fun, easy read, you know, awesome sort of love story. I mean, Obviously, you can sort of guess what's going to happen without us telling you, but it's, it's worth it. It was, it was good. Yep. Very well done. Agreed. Well, sure. All right. Do you want to tell us about exhibit planning? Sure. So the thing I can't stop thinking about, as Megan just said, is exhibit planning because doing all kinds of stuff at work, which is super exciting. Also, it is a lot of work to plan a new exhibit, but I'm getting super excited about it because stuff's finally starting to come together. There's nothing majorly done yet but we're getting closer and closer and we're starting to make decisions we're still trying to get the space that the new exhibit's going to be in cleared out but so it's finally sort of all starting to happen and feel real and I'm really excited about it and my boss and I today 
were in the space trying to make some decisions about stands and heights of things. And I'm probably going to hate myself later <laughs> because I'm not giving myself enough room probably to clean my jelly chrysals. <laughs> but I want it to look nice. <laughs> so I'm gonna sacrifice my my space to make it look better for everybody else. Sacrifice right my body. <laughs> Right now, I feel like that's the right decision. I have a feeling I might be mad at myself at some point, but at least I will know why the decision was made and the only person I can be mad at is myself. So I still think it's the right decision, but yeah, I'm probably, you know, in future shows, she's going to be mad at, at current shows. Yeah. But it'll be worth it. I yeah. think it'll totally be worth it. Your boss has a little bit of blame. I mean, he but, approved you know, it. And exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, he, he gets the final say and he puts the order in. So I'll, I'll blame him. There you go. So no, he is amazing. He a hundred percent would have given me exactly what I wanted. I went and measured my current space because I don't have a lot of space so above my biggest chrysal at the moment. And so I was kind of hoping to get a similar amount of space, but it just didn't look right the thing is is like it will be amazing no matter what because it's all new and it's you know nice chrysals and it's gonna be amazing so it's not that it would actually ruin it but you know when you just look at it and you're like this just isn't the right placement and so it's like even though it'd be good it's like I don't really want to settle for good when it could be like really good and so I'm like how about we just you know figure out a way and he's open to it I was like I honestly just want to figure out a way to deal with the problem. You know, if I need like an expandable cleaning tool, if we have to make something bespoke or order something special, like I would rather just find a way to do the things that I need to do once it's in place rather than compromise on, you know, how it's going to look in the overall, you know, experience that people will get. And he's fine with that. So we might have to be a little creative, but I still think it's going to be it's going to be worth it. So I'm super awesome. excited. Yeah, he was already amazing because this Chrysal can barely get into the building. <laughs> it won't fit in our lift, in our elevator. So oh, he has had to hire a company to bring in a crane on the bottom floor. And because of the size of it, because it has to be like this mini crane that can fit inside. So it's so big that the distance that it has to be from the crane is too much to lift it the full way. So they have to build scaffolding so they can lift it halfway and then move the crane to the middle floor and then pick it up off the scaffolding to move it the rest of the way. Wow. And so he made it happen for me <laughs> so he, he's definitely working for me and I appreciate it and it's gonna be um, amazing because obviously I was like if we can't fit it in the elevator what are we gonna do I mean we were looking at lots of options but I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be big and you know obviously we have to be able to get it in the building so yeah, it's going to be awesome. And I appreciate the, you can't tear you know, down the, the building and build it all up around your exhibit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I appreciate that he has been working hard to get me, get me what I want. So it's going to be amazing. That's awesome. And I am loving this, like behind the scenes, seeing how exhibits are like made and created and thought out. So fascinating. 
Oh, well, see, that's the thing. There's so much that people don't think about because the first thing also, well, so originally we had a completely different design and then he had this idea for the current, for this um, big Chrysler. And he was like, he came to me and he was like, I had this random thought. What if we could get one of these? Would this be a good idea or a bad idea? And I was like, well, let me think on it a little bit. You know, I was like, I don't want to make like a hasty decision because it was different, like I said, than what the original plan was. And I thought about it and I was like, okay, this is actually a really good idea. So then I went to him and I was like, no, I think we have to try to do it. But we weren't sure if the floor could hold the weight. (laughs) So when you're in an aquarium and you're building new exhibits, water is heavy. I mean, yeah, the structures are typically can be pretty heavy too, because they also have to be made to hold all of the water. But like water in general is heavy and stuff. And the area that we are building in was an addition to the aquarium at one point in time. So it wasn't original building and it wasn't designed to hold exhibit space and so we were like we don't think the floor can hold the weight so he had to go to the engineers who built it and give them all of the dimensions and the weights and everything and they had to you know use all of the blueprints and all of their engineering and math magic and everything and figure out if we could actually the floor could actually support it and it can but it has to be in a very specific spot like a certain distance from like a main support and we have to put it on a platform to spread the weight out that has to be a certain certain dimensions so we can do it but it like has to be very specific so like that was the first thing that had to be done before we could even look at trying to get it into the building but so like these are all the steps of things that Mm -hmm. like have to happen (laughs) so that you can have an exhibit so it's it's actually like a lot of work Hence the importance of the E in STEM. This is all engineering. (laughs) Yes. Now, we didn't do that engineering. We just had to pay the engineers a lot of money (laughs) to do all of their fancy calculations. I mean, also because they have all of the drawings and the, like, you know, different numbers that we don't have from when it was built. So some of it is, like, that stuff's not available to us. But then also, again, they know all their... (laughs) their math engineering magic and they can actually tell us those things but that's why yeah engineering and stuff is very important mm-hmm. so but, you know people will just walk in and look at things and not even think about those kinds of things so yeah yeah I'm, I'm yeah I'm always thinking about those types of things when I'm looking at exhibits but I don't know enough to really know I just know I'm like this is pretty amazing and I don't know how this all happens <laughs> it's magic mm-hmm. basically <laughs> that's it yeah yeah so I'm very excited about it at some point I'll probably talk about it again in the future as things start moving more and more because as things get rolling it's just gonna you know more and more will be happening and then eventually I'll have a new exhibit so that'll be so exciting nice oh, so yeah I'll probably be thinking about it for a while not just this week I bet All right, Megan, do you want to tell us about staycations or your staycation? Sure. So I've been thinking a lot about staycations because Jeremy and I were supposed to go camping this next weekend and um, we just were like everywhere we have tried to go camping has not been available. So then we started thinking about, well, do we still want to go to another place? 
uh, just do like an Airbnb in a place where we can easily go hiking, uh, which we might still do. But then we also started looking into like actual staycations um, and like, what can we do living at home? I mean, it's San Diego, so there's a lot to do in San Diego. That's never the issue, but we need to make sure that we're doing things that get us out of the house, away from our responsibilities and really help us feel like we are on a vacation or relaxing or in nature in some way, shape or form. Because that was the original goal was to get out into nature uh, and to one of the benefits of getting out into nature is usually all of a sudden I don't have connectivity on my phone or I, and I, you know, yes, I could use my laptop for a short period of time, but I don't have a way to recharge it. And so once it's dead, it's dead. And I usually will then save the energy of it for emergencies so that if a student calls and has a problem, I can actually help them, those types of things. Um, and, you know, camping forces those things. So how can we do them at home uh, so that those things feel like can still happen, but feel natural and feel good and feel healthy instead of just being like, I'm here and I'm bored. So I might as well get something done or I'm here. So I really should get something done. Um, and so we're trying to look into ways to make that happen. So we've looked into going to the beach and doing some paddle boarding. It's supposed to be nice and warm this weekend, so that should work. Um, April 30th is actually International Jazz Day. Um, and Jeremy's, of course, not in town for that. So now Aww. we're looking at what, what type of jazz can we do? Can we go see this weekend uh, so we can still celebrate jazz? because that's a type of music he and I both really enjoy. And there's a lot of really good jazz in San Diego. You just have to find it. And then lots of it occurs like late at night. So you have to stay up oh, for it. No, it's not the best for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm old and I can't do that. Is there but... lunchtime jazz? <laughs> uh, but yeah, exactly. Like, can we see, do some lunchtime jazz or is part of the staycation doing just that like staying up on Friday night and going to a jazz club and staying out late and then sleeping in on Saturday morning um and just changing up the schedule in that way but getting to sleep in our own luxurious bed <laughs> sounds like you have some pretty good plans or at least thoughts of plans in place I think the key will just be not staying home the whole time mm -hmm. I mean not that you would anyways but if you stay home I think you're just going to be in your normal pattern and especially if you get bored you'll be like oh I should just jump on the computer and do something or I should just you know do this one project you know didn't just get out of the way or someone from work will send you something so you'll get dragged into it whereas if you actually go out and do some things well there's still a chance you could get something on your phone or whatever you know it's you're not it's not the same as like actually sitting down and committing to work so I think, yeah, if you can just maybe find some activities to make sure that you get out and take your mind off of work and you're not, you know, just falling back into your normal sort of routine, I think you can do it. Yeah, I do too. I think as long as we, the plans we make are special enough, then like when we come home in between those plans, it can still feel like we're relaxing. 
Definitely. And if you just make the plans, that will help also. I have a bad habit of like on the weekends and stuff. If I don't actually make plans, I'll just like do random things. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, where did the whole day go? Right. What did I even do? Or like the one thing I wanted to do, I didn't actually do because I didn't make a plan. And so then I just, you know what I mean? We're doing random mm-hmm. stuff. Whereas if you're like, you know, so for example, if you want to go for a hike, but you don't plan it, you might not go at all because you'll just start doing other things. Or by the time you think about it, you'll be like, ah, it's too late to go. But if you're like, oh no, I'm going to wake up, especially if you like buy the train tickets or make the plan ahead of time or whatever. And so you're like, I'm going to get up and go to this place and location and do this at this time or whatever, then you'll follow through. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe that's part of it too. If you just actually make some plans so that you have something kind of like on your agenda. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. And that's made me think like we have, you know, this train that goes up the coast. I wonder what, if it could be fun just to even just get a little, get a ride up the coast and go, you know, maybe even just to LA, but, or Malibu or something, but do it by train and then spend the day up there and then come back. It could be fun for something different. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even if we've already done it, it would be, the vacation is, Jeremy's not driving, we can, you know, tell ourselves what you're thinking, get stuff done on the train if we really want to, or just read and look out the window, because the whole point is it drives up the coast, and that's really pretty. Yeah, that would be nice. And you're spending time together, you're kind of getting Mm -hmm. away, getting away without getting away. Yep. Yeah. And then we just have to make sure, like we do something like that and it's just about making sure like Carla or someone can come over and walk our puppers. Yeah, of course. But that's pretty easy. She's she's not here right now because she's getting a haircut, but she's pretty easy going. Yeah. She's a good puppy. Mm, yeah. But that's good. Well, Those are good ideas. Thank you. Shane. Yeah. I'm not sure I did anything, but sure. So if you have good ideas about things to do on a staycation, or if you've read the love hypothesis, or if you do exhibit planning, let us know. Reach out to us at apartment29a at Instagram or apt29a at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, have a great week, folks. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.